Hello, I'm Keith Walsh and I once read a book written by a guy from Cambridge and you are listening to In Conversation With. Thank you. Um, over to you, Greg. You're introing this time. Right, show. Okay. Good luck. Good luck to everyone involved. Oh, actually, I'm going to take this away. Uh, that's just for the quiz. We'll do that at the very, very end. Oh, right, good, yeah, yeah. I found a How Newbridge Are You quiz. Oh, good. Well, yeah. Okay. Very fucking so. Newbridge. <laughs> apart, apart from not being from Newbridge. Yeah, I, we'll, yeah we'll well, you're not from a real county, so I, I go with the Newbridge one if I was you. We'll get to that. <laughs> um, okay. Good morning and welcome to In Conversation With. We are coming to you from the RT Radio Centre once again in our own little hidden room. And we are joined, as always, by my lovely co-host, Mr. Colin McDonnell. How are you? Mr. Gavin Kelly. How you doing? Mm, better than you, anyways. Okay. Grand. You were the closest in location to Donnybrook, and mm-hmm. you were the last one here. Nice, nice to call me out in the show, Colin. Very you nice. called me out last week, so you know what? <laughs> I came Fair all enough. the way from Leash this morning. Fair enough. Good for you. What time did you get up at? I got up this morning at half five. Nice. Yeah, half five. five. Half five, oh. had to have a shower, going to get the train, got the 20 past seven train, got up to Houston. What did you, you have for breakfast? I didn't have breakfast, Gavin. No, I don't eat breakfast. I got him a pan of chocolate. Oh, Colin did get me a pan of chocolate. Lads, we're getting sidetracked. We're getting sidetracked, yeah. <laughs> We are here in the RT Radio Centre with uh, our guest this week. And it is none other than Mr. Keith Walsh from 2FM. Keith, thanks very much for having us today. I, no problem. I feel like I should whoop myself. Whoop. <laughs> whoop. We yeah. can add that in afterwards. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. We'll do it's that. The, the beauty of post-production. Yeah, yeah I'm glad you showered. Uh, thank you, thank and, you. Yeah. Um, Gavin you didn't, as you can I see. I actually did. Well, actually, that. I was, even though I'm, I work here, I was the latest. Oh. Yeah, so you yeah. weren't the latest. Ah, but you were actually off your show. Yeah, so. so like technically you were working. Gavin, what were you doing? Um, I was... At home, actually, do you know what? Well, I, yeah, I, I, I don't care. I, 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 I go through my morning routine if no, I don't know that one. Yeah, this is a PG podcast. We don't want that. Um, right, so we'll start. It's not that PG. <laughs> we do have the explicit story. <laughs> Um, so we'll start like we usually do. And Keith, what was the initial thought when I asked you to be on the podcast? Um, who are these weirdos and why are they? Yeah, that's keep, fair enough. I, I can imagine you thinking that now when you see us. Keep emailing me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then when you seen us, I'm sure it didn't get any better. Yeah, kind of worse, but <clears throat> no. I mean, look, we're here now, and uh, we'll we'll carry on. I'm just gonna um, it, yeah, I suppose. If I was, do, you want me to be genuine or? Yeah. I mean, either or. Like, I think it's. I think you're students, and you want to learn, and you're doing your podcast, which is brilliant. And I always kind of try to tell people to do the thing that you want to be doing, do it yourself. Don't be waiting for someone to give you a job. So, um, even though it took us about a year to get, actually get this thing, thing together, um. I it was, took a, it took a while. I was want, yeah. I, I did want to do it. So yeah. Um, my initial reaction was yes, let's do this at some stage. Column is persistent. Like uh, one one of the things we we've noticed with our previous guests is if he doesn't get an answer first time, mm. he'll email and email and email. Good. So we're here today. until it's a definite yes or a definite <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm uh, hoping you'll stop stalking me once we do this. Yeah. No, I, mean, I wouldn't. Uh, from, from experience, being known Colin for a year, it, 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 will it get awesome. will it get worse? It gets worse. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You can say all you want, you're in the fucking radio centre, thanks to me, so... Wow. Um, matters okay. now, okay. okay. Um, I thought he was talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have some hand in my career? Thank you. No problem. I, I don't know how the fuck I got here. <laughs> so, well, we're going to find out, that's yeah. the whole point. So, the first question is, what was it like growing up in a county that's not real? Um, are you talking about Longford? Yeah. Or Westmead? Longford. Longford. That's, I never heard of that one. That's not a real county. Mm-hmm. you never heard of Longford? No, it's not. It's not um, it doesn't exist. We like to pretend it doesn't exist so that people from other lesser counties don't ever come and we have the place to ourselves. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty... I don't really remember much. I was there for four years. Okay. Um, uh, I, f- I have vague recollections of being 
dragged so you home. can't actually remember Longford that well so are you, are you saying there's a possibility it might not exist uh, no I have been to visit oh, oh okay. yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. and I've seen it on the map so maps can be deceiving yeah unless it's like are you flat earthers no, but no. Longford doesn't. Just Longford. Yeah. Just Longford. Na- naysayer. Longford naysayer. Have you got a, a ty- got a name for your group that don't believe in Longford? I think it's just called Ireland. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, you're feeble. No, it's, it's a uh, joke. A bit of a conspiracy theory in uh, our course that Longford just doesn't exist. I like it. I like yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure it existed, but I, I've heard of people saying that Australia doesn't exist. Have you seen this? Have you seen no. people who don't, who don't believe Australia exists? And they're very genuine, like the flat earthers. Um, they'll say that when you get on a plane, you're brought to an island off the coast of South America, where people, where actors, um, are told to pretend they're Australians. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And the people who were sent off in exile, they were basically just put in a ship and then killed. Well, that's story. conspiracy theories wrapped up in the first few minutes anyway. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad we got that out of the way. <laughs> um, when I say those people who don't believe Australia exist, I mean me. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, it's my theory. Um, well, Dermot and Dave are there at the moment, so I don't know. Exactly. So where are they really? Well, they don't exist. It's just so. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so you didn't grow up in Longford. Where did you grow up? Uh, I moved to Westmeath when I was four, and I lived there for the next 11 years. 11 years. In Athlone, Ath- was it? Athlone County, Westmeath. Yeah. Rare town. The, a rare town what's a rare, rare mean t- um, Greg how would you describe rare I, I, I'm not sure I would have actually now Greg fair, Crack, no mm, I'm not sure I would have said Athlone was a rare town um, you know like rare towns like Carlo Carlo's fucking rare town like you know like usually when you give a name and you call it rare people are like they kind of yeah they, they figure it out yeah. they either know or they, they, either yeah, or they, they don't. don't you're saying I'm, I just don't get it too old I mean it's, it's not an age thing Keith um Athlone is a, is an intra is it it's like I got chased through Athlone before did you yeah what yeah we were going out and these rather unsavory individuals tried to steal our drink and probably so you whatever decided, they tried to steal your drink so you decided to fight them no we and ran you called them the unsavory no we ran, ran. Oh, okay. they chased us oh, okay. yeah that's good that's good um I, I they must have been visiting because there's very few unsavory characters in Athlone okay yeah um, but it was an interesting place to grow up. Um, it's like it's got its own microclimate, and it's always it's always it's always damp in Athlone, and it gets into your bones. And if you stay there long enough, you'll eventually just disintegrate. Um, Sounds a lot like Cavan. Yeah, it's probably like Cavan. Yeah, because yeah, there's a lot of lakes in Cavan, isn't it? A lot of lakes yeah, and yeah. there's a lot of pain. <laughs> All right, Sylvia Plath. <laughs> Fuck me. Wow, Gavin. Well, you know, it's similar, yeah. I mean, a, lot, a lot of water. Just a, lot of water yeah, yeah. a lot of bog. What are some of your bog. happy memories of Athlone? <laughs> um, oh, God. Happy memories of Athlone. That's, that's a good one. Can you get back to me on that one? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Athlone's the type of town that you grew up, you know, wanting to get out of. Mm-hmm. Right, okay. Um, but I had some good friends for a while. Okay. <laughs> Can't even think of anything. Right. Well, oh, I tell you about the Maris College in Athlone. Okay. There's there's now two Irish internationals. Mm -hmm. So Declan Carty, I think is the name, the guy who came on for Ireland. Mm -hmm. Oh, Jack Carty. Jack. Yeah. And Robbie Henshaw. Of course. They're both from the Marist. Not really a 
you know, a traditional rugby mm-hmm. school. I mean, it is a rugby school now. I've been playing rugby for a few years, but I think it's quite unique for a Midlands. They're quite a footballing school. If they'd be colleges, a anyways. Gaelic football. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And I would have played soccer and hurling in the Maris, but uh, there was no rugby at the time, and it's just amazing that we've two Irish internationals um, in the same oh, sure. same squad. Did Ray Canellan go to the AFL? He's over playing a bit of AFL there now. I don't know. I don't know. I'm fairly sure he because I'm fairly sure he went to school with Robbie Henshaw. Um, it's a good like it's a good school. It's producing yeah. good people and and they, and me. Just as they don't sponsor this podcast, Mark. Just a disclaimer, yeah. All right, good one, Colin. And anyways, you went from Athlone. But they might if I talk about it. <laughs> get some of that good sweet Maris money. Like obviously they've got money behind them if they're getting. They're obviously getting. They're paying coaches to come in, aren't they? They've mm. probably got pros mm. yeah. in there working. Yeah. Fair enough, yeah. My um, friend is um, working in Clongos as uh, as part of the rugby setup there. Mm. It's probably good money now, is it? Well, it must be. He went from Leinster to there. I don't. I know. I have a feeling his contract with Leinster wasn't, you know, very mm. long term. But yeah, yeah. I think we're in the wrong industry, lads. You know, it must be. I mean, there's Belfield is down the road. We can get into this rugby game fairly handy. Yeah. The amount of buses that go to UCD is actually oh, outrageous in comparison to DCU. to DCU, like. I think there's five buses go to DCU. There must be ten or twelve at least that go to UCD. Are DCU the scum then and UCD? Are oh yeah, we're the north side. Yeah, yeah they're DCD are obviously. Very yeah. south I side. think we're probably slightly higher in the pecking order than oh what's it called DIT. Tec- well, yeah, technical university. Yeah, Dublin. Uh, yeah, well, do you know what DIT is now? TUD. I think they're having problems with the the IT at the end of it, like because Tala Tala had to change. Yeah, and Tish and yeah, you know. Same with Tralee. Yeah. Uh, Eleven-year-old boys found it very funny. Eleven-year-old boys and me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, and yeah, Tish and wasn't it Sligo horticultural IT? That's not a real thing. <laughs> and you went to college, Keith, in Inchicore CFE. You studied drama. What brought you there? Um, I went there. I did. I did a year. I didn't really. I finished school and didn't care much for school, but I managed to scrape a leaving cert together and then didn't really know what I wanted to do. I was trying to get into a, I was trying to get into NCAD to do graphics and I had a portfolio together that was obviously shit. So they rejected me and I went to do a PLC course. We still call them PLC courses yeah, yeah. in uh, Inchicore, which was to put my portfolio together, spend a year doing that. It was a kind of a, it was um it was graphic design but it had elements of theater so we did set design as well as normal stuff graphic design so i did a year there and while i was there i got involved through doing the set design i got to know the drama people and the guy the head of drama and he suggested he said i think you'd be really good uh, on stage would you like to do the drama course it's a two-year course and you end up with a diploma and so that kind of i think i had gotten <laughs> i still hadn't gone into ncad but I'd gotten into a better <laughs> PLC mm. in Bally Farmers okay. to do another year of uh, putting my portfolio together. So that was one option. And the other option then was to do drama in Inchicore. And I said, fuck it, it sounded like more crack. So I did the, the drama in Inchicore. And um, yeah, it's kept me off the streets, I suppose. So that's kind of how I got into it. Had, had you ever done any drama prior to that? Uh, school musicals and... Okay. Uh, pl- yeah, pl- yeah, I had actually, yeah. yeah. In Athlone, I was, um, we used to do, there was, we used to go to the community games Oh, yeah. I grew up in a, an area called Retreat, and we used to go to community games. And we were we were I was part of the variety show in the community games, so I did that a couple of years. So that was all singing, all dancing, um, and sketches, funny sketches. 
Um, so I, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, I did a bit on the stage. Uh, that, that so it was, wasn't completely out of the blue, anyways. No, my family were into were in the local musical society, okay. and uh, they were all, we were all to singing. My parents used to be in a band and all this kind of stuff. So it was kind of there, I suppose, in my in my blood, you know. Um, so it, yeah, it seemed like a good idea to to to, to give it a shot, and yeah. you know, didn't quite work out. But, so you know. tell us, how does drama turn into radio then? Good question. Um, because I I came out of drama, I came out of the two years in Inchicore, and I think I went for about three auditions and didn't get any of them. I went fuck this. This isn't for me. You know, and obviously not not knowing that everybody goes for people go for hundreds hundreds of auditions and don't get it. So I went, no, fuck that. I'm obviously not meant to be an actor. Stopped doing it and got a job. Um, uh, I didn't really fancy the prospect of not having a job and trying to go for auditions and not having any money. So I just got a job. Um in a shop and I ended up um, going doing a bit of traveling I was with my now wife we went traveling we went to Australia and America and well that place is not real yeah, 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 yeah. We, went, we went to an island off yeah. the coast of South America where they all pretended to be Australian <laughs> that sounds accents. like a great experience yeah, yeah. and so I spent a year I lived in London for a year worked in hotels went, went traveling for a year came back and met up with a friend of mine who I'd been to school with and he had in the interim uh, he had gone to study uh, he'd done a master's in film I think it was a master's or a post-grad maybe I don't know what the difference I'm not that old fair college so. and so he'd done some sort of filmy thing and was making stuff at RTE and he came across this near FM they were sort of doing a little bit in a documentary about Near FM and, and community radio, or they were using the studios for something, and he noticed a sign on the wall. We, we, we'd moved in together. We were living together at the time. Not in that way. We had separate bedrooms, um, and uh, my wife all, 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 all also lived there, so that would have been kind of weird. Yeah. But he came home one day, and, I, and he had this kind of thing that was on the notes board that they were running a radio course, and he said, we should do We should do the radio course. Because we were writing comedy scripts, and television and film seemed too kind of far out of our reach so the radio seemed more accessible and we thought well if we do a radio course and we don't have to work basic radio equipment. desk and equipment and all that kind of stuff maybe we can do a radio show so we did the course in near fm and uh, at the end of the course we we part of the course was to put a, an hour-long radio show together and we did and threw in our sketches and a few tunes and that kind of stuff and, and they offered us um an hour-long show every thursday evening um, called we called it the Thursday show. Thursday show, it's very inventive. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was on every Thursday. Nice. No, I wouldn't have guessed. Yeah, no, it was good. It was good. It was kind of. And you know, did you have it like obvious. obviously that was like kind of community radio mm. based out in Kulak. Um, was do you have any idea of kind of listenership numbers? In the, God, I don't did know. you think anyone listened? Did you I, care? People did. Well, we used to get the odds. I don't know how we got community. We used to get the odd phone call, or could you have gotten texts back then? Yeah, you're not maybe that an old, email. Like, come on, well, pretty old. Maybe an email. Maybe a, I, they might have had a text messaging system there. Um, but we, we you get the odd bit of correspondence. Sorry, that's the story. Um, Somebody trying to get out. <laughs> it's a five to eleven explosion. Um, it's a scare off the crows. So, um. Did we have? I don't know. I think yeah, we did. Ha I I definitely remember there was some people listening because uh, we used to get some feedback somehow, possibly a letter every two weeks, you know, from <laughs> from uh, Maud listening in Kulak. But uh, yeah, it was weird. We we 
we worked in we both worked in bars i worked in a pub called the bailey on just off grafton street joe's working at thomas reed on um, dame street and every thursday we'd just get two buses across to cool and do a show for an hour and that was it we did that for about a year and a half i think and that turned then in to Phantom FM? Phantom then, yeah. So we were sending Which was our, at the time still pirate. It was a pirate radio station, yeah. Uh, so we were sending our stuff around, pro- probably like you guys, um, knocking on doors, sending out emails, sending out demos. Anytime we did a show we thought it was half decent, we'd send it around to RT. And there was a guy working for RT who was also running the pirate radio station, Phantom. And he gave us a shout. And we thought we were meeting him about you know, something in RT. RT. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was, um, wasn't that long. I said, I was some come down. <laughs> that long into the meeting. Yeah, we were very well dressed up for that meeting. Uh, but he was like black t-shirt jeans rocker dude. And we were like, okay. Um, uh, it, was, it wasn't, yeah. It was shortly into the meeting, we realised there wasn't a job in RT. But Phantom were based on very close to where we both lived. I lived in Harris Cross and Joe lived off Cannon Street and, and Phantom were, were based uh, above Whelan's, I think, at the time. So it, it was saved us the uh, two-bus trip out to Coolock. Still weren't getting paid, but we felt like Phantom had a listenership that was more like us, probably had more listeners, and also we were indie alternative uh, heads when it came to music, so it suited us. And we started a show on Phantom called The Thursday Challenge. What was the challenge on the Thursday? On Thursdays. We'd come up with a different challenge every day. We like to think we invented texting and um, uh, asking <laughs> asking people to do things. You know, like, so, you know, uh, things to, ex- you know, when you see these, uh, you know, how you know you're Irish, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we like to think we, we invented all that kind of stuff. Uh, we probably didn't, but we used to do, the challenge would be like, you'd, you'd have to, we, we had a proper text system, so we'd say, oh, text is now how you know you're Irish, and then people would say, you know, things your Irish mother used to say that was kind of the challenge yeah. and how was the, the listenership I have no idea yeah. but we used to get texts in and were the weird texts any what was the weirdest text you got during oh god I don't remember shit like that Do you, I barely <laughs> remember last week <laughs> um, no they were all quite nice like we were we were there was they were quite cool um, like sometimes if you like we were trying to do a, 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 effectively a comedy show with sketches yeah. Uh, and we'd basically perform the sketches live into the mics as they happened. We didn't have anything pre-recorded. We'd just rock in with our scripts. Um, and people were quite good about it. Because, I mean, think about it now. If you were to try and do a comedy show on an indie radio station where people just wanted their tunes, they could have been very they could have been very pissed off. And, yeah. You know, you know they kind of get off and play a tune, stop fucking talking, you know. Which is what I get now on 2FM. But, um, but no, people seem quite nice. Maybe I just didn't see the nasty text. Yeah, maybe just you locked know, them out. Yeah, yeah. yeah, over time. And then you brought your talents to to spin. Then we were yeah we were on Phantom for we were only on Phantom for about six months I think, um, and then Spin was starting up and the guy a guy called Liam Thompson who ran Spin I don't know where he is now, um he had come from RT to go on and run this youth station, uh, for Communicore and um. He gave us a shout and asked us if we wanted to do a show. So we did a comedy show on Spain every Saturday. And that was on uh, 6 o'clock on Saturday evening called Tea Time Express. And then you did breakfast. And then we changed. Yeah. yeah. So it was it was, cha- it, um, it was Tea Time Express. And then they changed the time. So it wasn't at 6 o'clock in the evening. It was on 11 o'clock in the morning. So like, what could you call it at that time, I wonder? We kept the name Tea Time Express. We thought it was wacky, <laughs> <laughs> and people we saw. Oh, people know it now. I don't know how many listeners we had, but we we reckon oh, yeah, they're, they're familiar with the title. Let's not change it now. 
So we kept it Tea Time Express, and then um, some Australian consultant came in to fix the radio station, or you know, I don't know what what, what his job was, but he recommended to our then boss that we should do the breakfast show. So we did Breakfast Express. He was an actor pretending to be Australian. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they think about it. Yeah, it's really lost that guy. The thing about Australians is you know they're all fake, um, but they still decided to come up with this strange accent, this really just individual accent. It's somewhere between South African and um, and British, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like I think it's English people going out and they're kind of talking like they're seeing it, mate, and then again the sound is like, oh my god, it's so hot, mate. Strange people, yeah. strange actors. Anyway, <laughs> and then you moved out west, back to Athlone. Yeah, five years in Spain, and then, uh, yeah, so I was doing Spain. It was, but I kind of felt like I wasn't learning a hell of a lot about the radio business. I'd just go in, and and we just talk shit and do our show and write sketches. And you've changed since then, from your style on the radio isn't it? <laughs> oh. no I haven't but for some reason at the time I was I was young and restless and I um, so I thought I thought I needed to get out of spin so anyway I went and, and took up a job with iRadio which was a fl- just starting up and I got the job as initially as um, assistant program director then program director before we even went on air I became program director I hadn't got a clue what I was doing uh, was that just kind of learn on your feet? Or? Yeah, literally. Yeah, they know the guy they had as program director. What didn't work out, so it's like, well, you're now the program director and uh, and also breakfast presenter and and you set up the radio station. <laughs> uh, so I learned an awful lot. It was a, it was a baptism of fire, but I learned everything from you know broadcast equipment to you know what goes on in the comms room, what goes on, um, how to build a studio, what kind of carpet to use, what to put on the walls. Um, just yeah, just absolutely. Is that kind of shit you have to think about? You don't really. I don't know. I could have just stayed in Spain for years. <laughs> fine. So, but you do. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you have to be. Able I to never. Talk actually, to I never actually thought like. Yeah, you do. It's like we actually got a new studio in D- in DCU this mm. year, and we got a new student center. And yeah, I'm actually just thinking about it. the lads had to get like the foam stuff the for the walls, walls for the soundproofing sound and stuff. Yeah. yeah, like I mean, I'm standing in in studios and clapping like this to see what the the stupid stuff. It didn't really. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't. It does matter, but it you know doesn't really matter. Put, a bit, put a bit of carpet on the wall, it'd be fine. But we took it very seriously, and uh, yeah, we got it up and we got it on air. And I stayed there for about did the show, the breakfast show, at Bernard O'Shea, about three, three years. And was that the first time you and Bernard had met then? Yeah, we literally Bernard was being brought in anyway. Um, it, it, Bernard was recommended to Dan Healy, who was setting up the radio station, and he I had to meet him. I was going to be doing drive. Bernard was going to be on breakfast. We needed to find someone to do the breakfast show, Bernard, and I just went to meet Bernard and when we met Dan when we met it was magic uh, when we met Dan said you guys need to do the breakfast show together because we got on quite well so and there was good banter between us we had good banter and yeah so we, we started doing the breakfast show together and we did that for about three years until um, I think I already ran out of money and then we had to find another job so <laughs> and you made a return then to Phantom back to Phantom they, it was literally I think it was the only radio job available at the time and they were legit by this time they, they were they were a proper oh, why, why did Joe Donnelly take you back like he left him once Joe didn't Joe was Joe uh, was working for News Talk yeah and he left Tom Dunn's to come back to Phantom <laughs> with you <laughs> yeah, and I then asked. you just dropped him again like you're some prick because I asked him <laughs> I asked him he's my friend <laughs> not anymore <laughs> <laughs> yeah not such good friends now um, he I, he was working with Tom Dunn he was producer and he had he was, he was on air with him as well 
and it seemed like perfect kind of a perfect thing that we'd be back in Phantom it was legit yeah, like this big reunion we'd do like a breakfast yeah. show yeah. and it was going to be great and we get to play the music that we like and have the crack and it was for a year and a half it was it was it was great and then 2FM came calling and then I got a call from 2FM Dan who had been my boss in iRadio had taken over um had taken over 2FM and I got a phone call to say would I be interested um, he was looking to bring in Bernard and Jen and would I be interested in being the third person on the show and it was very very difficult to say no to unfortunately mm-hmm. so, how, how did you break the news to Joe? not very well yeah, uh, yeah totally fucked that one up so yes doesn't, I don't think he likes me well uh, so I didn't so right up until the last so it was a very kind of like look this is something we're looking at it might happen it might not happen so obviously I couldn't leave one job before I knew I had another job. Um, so I just didn't tell Joe at all because because in my head I was going, well, if he thinks that I'm, I might be leaving, that's going to piss him off, isn't it? So like even Especially if, if, if you don't if, if end up If I don't yeah, leave, yeah. he's like, well, fucking, you know, what's the yeah. story? You're either into this or you're not. And so I was, I was, it was a terrible, terrible time for me. Everyone needs to feel sorry for me um, in this scenario. We'll put in like, violin music yeah, yeah, yeah please if you wouldn't mind yeah. and I ne- I didn't get to tell Joe and just before I was planning on telling him when it was all seemed to happen the news broke somebody else got wind of it and he found out through somebody else oh. and I had to tell him it was true and, and yeah that was a total fuck up of a yeah, yeah. So, I, could, I could see how that could occur yeah, yeah so but at the same time you were you were, you were kind of backed into a corner to a degree like yeah but kinda, I, like in the media you can't be like hey I might go I might not it would have been difficult for us to carry on if I had said that I, like my head was turned, but but maybe not. And I should have, I suppose, in in retrospect, I should have given him the opportunity to either or to be whatever way he wanted to be about it, mm-hmm. uh, but at least tell him up front what was going on. And I think, you know, fairness to Joe, he just didn't like the fact that other people kind of may, might have been talking about it before he knew. And mm-hmm. that was, I felt, probably a bit shitty on my part that he, that was uh, that was the case. It's probably, yeah, it's probably, it probably wasn't the fact that you were leaving or you were moving on. It was more the fact of how you broke it. Like, think about. You know, the girlfriend cheats on you in the morning. How how did she break it to you? Like you know. Yeah, but also if she was thinking of leaving you, and you know, other people knew that she might be leaving you before. Yeah. Before you did, that'd be a bit shitty, wouldn't it? Um. So yeah, we don't. We, we're still we're still friends. We're we're not obviously as close as we used to be, which I I feel is my fault. But did you give him like one free shot? Even you're just like, hey, you can hit me once. That's it. No, maybe that's what it needs. Maybe that's what it needs. Best to get, friends get our, afterwards. Get a yeah. friendship. Get out of your track. system. Yeah. Like, uh, I feel like he would have knocked me out. Though. Do you think? Yeah. Oh yeah. He's a big, he big guy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He doesn't know his own strength. Mm. He chops wood. He lives out in the country. Oh chops, sure. Just chops logs. He's that farmer strength. Yeah. Like brute. You know. Brute strength. Like just doesn't even know. But sure, you'd be more than capable to just run away from, wouldn't you? Well, I could run. Yeah. 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 But. It's, that doesn't that's not kind of defeat purpose like you know like you say, you you say you've got shot. one oh, free shot yeah, 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 yeah in the yeah, rules of the one yeah, free yeah. shot I could yeah. probably duck yeah. as well like, he'd probably be quite slow he'd probably see it coming at me but yeah. I'd have to just stand and wait for it so maybe that's it yeah, maybe. it does help though like I think you, I think you really should like maybe offer that olive branch okay. because Colin and I um, was Gavin there? Um, Coppers? no oh uh, we went to Coppers about two weeks ago um, Colin Colin you know, he wasn't in the best form to get in. Mm. You know, Bouncer wasn't really appreciating his tone of he, he had tone st- of voice. We'll say it for discretion. He had stomach ache. We'll he had a stomach ache. He had a, yeah. he had a slight stomach ache. Pissed. And um, <laughs> Colin couldn't get into coppers. And you know, 
I wanted to get into coppers, you know, I was in a good, I was in good form. But it's leave no man behind. Yeah, so um, we tried our best to sober him up, but it wasn't working, so eventually I slapped him. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then? And then uh, the first one didn't work, second one kind of worked, then I had to slap him a third time. And that actually did the perfect, like that did the trick. So he went from not getting in to going up to the bouncer and handing him his ID the wrong way around <laughs> and still getting in. Good, so it worked. Nice. Yeah. Do you feel like you still own slap or no? Um, see, I can't remember being a copper as bar the, uh, the. He didn't the actually. He didn't believe us that oh, he was okay. in coppers till he seen the stamp on his arm the next morning. Do you remember the slap? I remember one certainly. Yeah, okay. probably the hardest one. He didn't actually realize it was three slaps. No. Until one of our friends told him the next day, he was like, "You know, it was actually three Like, you know. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, at least you have that. If he's ever in that situation, you, you know. Yeah, what to I do. will. We we did discuss uh, how I met your mother. Uh, slap bet. Slap bet. Um, mm-hmm. that he would have like one that he could use whenever he whenever wants, he wants. Okay, yeah I, w- I, I don't feel comfortable having that kind of power over and I didn't feel comfortable looking no. over my shoulder yeah, for the next yeah, yeah. be flinching for however yeah, long until yeah. I decide yeah. to slap you could be one of these hilarious YouTubers that just like randomly like slap each other and yeah it's just a prank bro I think it's yeah, hilarious bro. I like I, take his phone I understand the concept of it but like I think if he did it to me I'd probably just turn around and like hit you yeah. again like and then we just start the whole process all over again yeah. right uh so keith when you went came to rte did you have any growing pains did you have to adapt it all from being in i radio and being in yeah. spain was it a bit of a change um yeah yeah huge yeah because if you're with a small commercial entity like spain or if you're with i radio or if you're with phantom it's a very much like kind of just get on with it and do it yourself um like if we wanted to do a show for instance we decided on thursday we're going to go down to Athlone or whatever, or go to Leash and do the show live from your kitchen. Um, you could. You could do that. You could do that. Just put it in, in RT, there's systems, there's departments, there's, it's a lot more. You're part of a bigger st- machine. Structure. 20 yeah, forms yeah, yeah. you have to fill out. Pretty much, yeah. You've got it and you have to plan it in advance and you have to know like a few months out that you want to do this. And, you know, it's kind of just, it just takes more time. Uh, also, we had producers, which we didn't really have before, just making sure we don't say things that got RT into trouble. It's all, all this stuff was right and proper, you know, but it was just weird, um, for, for certainly for me. For Jen, it was fine. She'd never worked in radio before. For myself and Bernard, it was a bit like, oh, can we not just, uh, no, you can't. Um, so, but but it was good because also on air, uh, with iRadio especially, we were probably more likely to say whatever the hell we wanted, you know, and probably would have gotten, if we'd said things that we said on our radio on RT, we'd, we'd probably be in, possibly in jail or RT would have no money left now for being sued <laughs> for th- the things we would have said. So it was just, it was a baptism of fire, another baptism of fire. Yeah, it was weird. Um, but you just kind of, you spend a kind of a year and a half maybe freaking out and trying to fight against the system. Then you realise actually this is just, you know, once, once you work around it, once you know how it works, um, you just kind of you get used to it. it just did takes you, a while. Did you find the um kind of censorship aspect of working for the national broadcaster difficult? Not really, no, because we weren't really out to get anybody. We weren't. We we, we do a breakfast show, which is it's mostly music and then, uh, you know, a bit of crack in between the songs, and you know the only time we'd have to check stuff is if there was people real life people in sketches and we just check it with with um like we used to, we do we used to do a lot on with Ray Darcy who who works here obviously you know. And, so I mean that kind of stuff is mm. is difficult because you know he he mightn't been happy about us. Did you ever did you ever run into him? Uh, yeah, yeah, nice, polite enough fella. Um, um, I kind of know him from because he had worked in Today FM when I was in Phantom, so I knew him from that building. 
Um, so I kind of knew him anyway, and he seemed like a nice enough fella. But we, I suppose we were just worried, always worried about taking the mick out of people and being seen to be. Did you get any daggers off him in the canteen? Uh, or possibly, anything? possibly. <laughs> I tried to, I would have just run away or tried to ignore <laughs> or just go, oh, all right, man. Um, pretend he wasn't giving me daggers. But no, no, he's, he's, he's a good guy, you know. Um, but it's just, but but we, we, we've done sketches with Louis Walsh or anybody. Uh, we've taken the piss out of anybody, basically, uh, including ourselves. So sometimes you'd have to get stuff checked, um, censorship-wise. But there was never really a problem. They never really kind of went off. What's the fucking point? We can't, you know, we can't say such and such mm -hmm. as it. Never threw the, the toys out the pram on your and said. No, ah. because you just it all makes sense, you know. So if the solicitor comes back, no, you can't say that in the sketch. You go, yeah, it's fair enough. You know, we're chancing our arm, and it's all good, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, Keith, you've done a little bit of work in TV. It's fair to say you mm, obviously small um, little bit. Have your role as Philemon um, Bridget Naiman, mm. and you've you've done other things for T as well. TV versus radio. I mean, obviously, radio is your career, so you probably will say you prefer that. Mm. But do you enjoy TV as well? Um, I I don't mind TV. In television, the presenter is the least important person in in the whole production. Um, it's all about the sound and the lighting and the set and the script basically, and you're kind of brought in at the last minute and expect just to do your thing and then fuck off again and then we'll call you when, when we need you you know so you're kind of like the last you're the least important person in the whole production but yet if you don't get it right and you don't deliver your lines and whatever it's it looks shit uh, but once you learn that you're the least important person it's a lot more relaxing because you just wait wherever you're being told to wait you learn your lines and then you come in when you're when you're brought in and, and you literally try and make it as pain free for everybody else because the longer you take to deliver your lines the more kind of Tuts and eye rolls you're going to get from you know people waiting to actually do the job and set up the lighting for the next shot. Shots, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, so radio is a lot more immediate, and uh, and I enjoy that aspect of it. So there, there's a lot less waiting around with radio. That's you know you do your three hour show, you get ready for the next show. You know exactly with television. It's you, more regiment. Yeah, but with television you could be just there all day. You know, so once you get used to that, it's it's not a bad not a bad medium. You know, I'd like to do some. I've done the six o'clock show, which is a live show, mm -hmm. which is I, I kind of like that as well. Like With a good friend of our own podcast, Miss Kira King. Yes. Yeah. 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 How How do you get on? Do you, Do you see much of her? Kira, yeah, because I I know Kira from I Radio. Yeah, I guess. Oh, of course. Yeah. We true. We took Kira on on I Radio. Yeah. Um, she had her and Chris for a few years. Yeah, and Chris was over in Galway I Radio, uh, before they sort of amalgamated. Um, but yeah, so I I interviewed Kira for a job on I Radio. So yeah, no, a long time. And she's uh, yeah, she's cool. I really like, yeah, yeah. Greg really, li really likes her too. <laughs> what? Greg really <laughs> likes her too. I don't know. I feel like she's the one that got away. Eve Lushing. Me a little bit. Uh, yeah. I'm just well. I'm I'm starting to get a little bit teary about it and stuff. And I, I don't really want to talk about. It. You're gonna have to edit this out. You know. Can you not just bring in the violins again? Uh, yeah, Greg. Uh, Greg. <sighs> we don't feel sorry for Greg though. But, uh, huh? oh, yeah. We don't feel sorry for you though. Yeah. Well. What do you think? The why? Why do you think she rejected you? Did she reject you? No, 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 no. I never actually quite got to rejection. If anything, like you rejected her. No, I probably, I probably, I probably dropped the balls, but my own balls, because I, I didn't, I didn't ask her actually out on the date. Mm. You know, we kind of played around it a little bit. You danced around the question. Danced around you didn't really actually ask. And where yeah. was this then? Where? Yeah. It was in a. Okay, I'll I'll paint a picture for you. Think about the U and DCU, so it's our new student centre. Think lovely boardroom. Think about the two of us staring across each other. You know, across the table, and just her eyes met and just and glimmer that, in the eye, and it all started from there. Hmm? Was it the start and the end, or was it? 
Um, no, an hour long of flirting, you right. know, ensued. But uh, no, then we went our separate ways. Yeah, still time, you know. I can put yeah. in a word. Feel like Charles Greg. I know you're twenty twenty, but she did. She did try and meet meet me for coffee like the following week, but uh, unfortunately, I wasn't around. She didn't work. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Do you actually think she wanted to meet the two of you? Like she did. She did. <laughs> she did. Like, she did. We, she we did. met Kira again Ooh. while Greg was. Yeah, she was. Away. She was ah. in DCU for was it Ireland's Got Talent? Yeah. And she was doing bits backstage. And she said, here I'm around, yeah. if you want to meet for a coffee we, or meet for lunch. We had pizza, didn't we? We got pizza, yeah. Mm. Like, okay, so, like, if we're being honest about it, I think that you only got that text because, like, you were the one that had arranged the interview and stuff. Like, really, it was for me. Well, <clears throat> I can put in a word. That's, for, yeah, that'd be great. Then. I will. I think she's, is she still, I think she's still in New York at the moment, is she? Uh, she was at the weekend, and it was a scene. Mm. That's weird that you know where she is. I mean, I, like, I it's column. Do you follow her on Instagram? I mean, you know, you've been I do, but social media. Yeah. Column's the type of guy who uh, like goes on Snapchat and like checks Snap Maps all the time. So yeah. Shut the fuck okay. up, Gavin. They're pretty cool Snap Maps, aren't they? No, they're so no, fucking no. creepy. Like, okay. No, so no I hate it. Do you do you have Snapchat? No, but when okay. I'm dropping my daughter off and she doesn't know where the house is, she just goes, "Oh, look, there they are," and you just drive up the road. And you see but do you not think that's weird? Yeah, people. I think that's a bit weird. Do you not think that's weird? Um. Just, as a father, I just think it's really handy. Yeah, fair, know. fair. Everybody in the world knows where my daughter is. And I'm going <laughs> now that I think about it, this is weird. It's kind of <clears throat> off the beaten track of them. Yeah. Um, bring it back. Mm. We'll bring it back to Breakfast uh, Republic. Um, what does an ideal show look like for you? An oh. ideal show? Yeah. Um, God, I don't know. Uh, it's very hard from the outset. I'm, I'm looking back, I suppose, after you've done a show, you yeah. know that was a good show starting out um, you just have to have all your your bits ready um, hope that nobody calls you a moron on Twitter well I, saw, yeah, I kind of there. I like it I'd like a bit of that though do you? yeah I do yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't mind if I wouldn't I wouldn't react I think if someone called me a moron but this guy in particular called the yeah, two girls you, that I work with yeah. uh, two fucking morons so I went well that's not fucking right you know so it's, I, I think it's easier sometimes to stand up for other people stand up for yourself um, so I enjoyed this morning show because I had a bit of that going on nice. and then we were trying to do the, we were doing the show as well so it was kind of a full full fun morning you know and obviously Bernard wasn't there this morning of course and of course Bernard wasn't there which is brilliant because you can just get on with it without Bernard trying to mess it up you know because mm-hmm. he tries to fuck with everything I, th- I think I think it's a trait of most leashmen yeah, I, yeah. Think, I think we do our best he just us. comes in and goes okay I'm here to fuck with everything best of luck mm. and then you try and get on with the show <laughs> but imagine just like reaching for like the sound desk and just playing with all like the sliders just being like yeah. pretty <laughs> much pretty much yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you say Brian you know what we're going to talk about next I don't care <laughs> <laughs> he just has his own agenda so the, the show kind of happens bes- despite him and uh, not because of him but it's, it's all good it's all good fun mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and so Keith you're you're in Breakfast Republic now you're a pretty established name in the radio game here in Ireland now are you a man that sets yourself goals or are you just kind of happy where you are at the moment now? Um, no, you always have to have goals and things you're working towards. Um, Anything you want to share with us? Uh, I want to become a porn actor. Oh, wow. <laughs> nice, nice. Okay. Have you, have you Gavin's got a camera, but now, it, as we said, it only has, does 30-minute video blocks. So. Oh, no, you'd need longer. Do you think? Yeah, mm. yeah hours. Okay. Um, but if that fails... No, you, I mean, I, I, what, I, what I'm trying to do is constantly down ideas on paper for possible documentaries for television um, uh, some ideas for podcasts also it's important that you should distract yourself from your actual job by doing other things and they did a fitness course 
so I did it. Oh, you were studying to be a personal trainer, wasn't it? Yeah, so very good. So I can I can train people who want. It kind of keeps you. Sometimes people get so focused on their job that it becomes too important. You know, you have to kind of take a step back from it sometimes. Obviously, it is important, but it shouldn't be. People consume like their everyday life. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you should. You should have another life besides. I mean, I like the fact I live in Newbridge. I get to leave Dublin. I, I get to feck off and do something completely different. I like to play a bit of soccer. I used to play hurling up until a few years ago. So I just like to keep myself distracted, and then, but also just have things ticking along. It's diff. It takes a long time to get stuff made. If you're interested in getting documentary made, if you're interested in doing this, it takes a long time for anybody to kind of say, "Yeah, we think you, this is the right idea, and you're the right guy." So you just have to keep plugging away at that. But if you become too obsessed with it, it'll it'll ruin you. And you'll it'll just take over. You start drinking heavily. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, obviously, I suppose you know you're a public figure. Do you find it hard to kind of balance your your work and your personal life? Uh, no, I don't really. I just get on with it. I don't really. I'm not really. I don't really think about it that way. I don't. I, I wouldn't consider myself a very. I'm not very well. I I work in radio. I'm not very recognisable. Um, so I just kind of get on with life. I don't really. I try not to get too pissed okay. in public. Mm -hmm. But then I, that doesn't always work. Mm -hmm. So apart from that, I just get on with it. I don't, I don't think people people really give a shit what I do. You know. Okay. So. Do you, would Would you get recognised out in the street much? Yeah, you would. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> like, I think if you make a big deal, like if you make a big deal out of it, it becomes a big deal. If you just get on with your life, I think people just go. There's Irish people don't give a fuck anyway. You know, well, we're a nation of begrudgers for the most part. Like you know, well, if they if they don't like me, that's fine. You know, uh, and if they begrudge whatever <laughs> my brilliant, my amazing success, <laughs> that's fine too. Uh, but as long as they're not bothering me, I don't really care. You know, if they're not, if they're shouting at me. You know, if they come up and start like kicking the shit out of me, <laughs> that would bother me. But as long as they're not, um, I hope you haven't had that experience so far. Anyways, not not be, not as a result of my your my amazing success. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But yeah. only as a younger man for being a dickhead. It's totally different. But um, yeah, so I just get on get on with my life. You know, just don't think about it. I'm I'm gonna bring it back now. I'm gonna bring it back to the hurling. Yeah. Okay. What was your club? Sarsfields, oh, okay. Sarsfields and Newbridge, which is a football club, really. Yeah. And we were. Just, I was going to say, born in Longford, grew up in Westmead, then Newbridge. In the words of O'Fegan, not a whole lot of uh, hurling strongholds. But, then. but, well, yeah. I believe your parents are from Kilkenny. My both my parents. Ah, oh, well, there you go. Yeah, See? that explains all. Uh, okay. So, so and, but I'm still shit at hurling. Okay. <laughs> but uh, no, I, like Westmead, I grew up in Westmead, and it was we had a. It seemed to be a good hurling county when I was there, but uh, so I have a county, I have an under twelve and under fourteen county medal, which I'm very proud of. Very good for Westmeath, <laughs> and uh, I was I played with Southern Gales in Westmeath, and they were basically the Athlone club. They play as Athlone in football, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, I played with Sarsfields until there. We I I hadn't played for years, and they they just decided to put a club together. There was a few blow-ins. There was lads from Cork and Tipperary, and a few. Kildare lads um, who had played underage had gotten to a certain had gotten to senior age, so we just started playing again, put a, a team together, and I played for about ten years. Yeah. Very good. What was your position? Uh, either I think guess. Have yeah, guess. yeah, good. Um, wing forward. No, no. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say wing back. I'm gonna say no. Yeah, wing back. Yeah, wing back or, or full back. Yeah. 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 Okay. Because I was gonna say because of the running, you have to get up and down. The, so you'd have the fitness then to get up and down the lines. Yeah. You know? I play soccer now and I, I'm, I, I play on the wing. Yeah. 
We got the wing. Uh, well, I got the wing back. You got the wing back there. Yeah. yeah. I, don't know, yeah. I would have yeah. said it yeah, back anyway. Yeah. But it wouldn't be great. Now. Be, but you wouldn't sell yourself. I wouldn't be a great player, but I'd stop a great player. You know how to stop a great player. I, I, I'm not, when I was doing my research, I did actually search uh, the Leinster Leaders website to see if I could find your name popping no in a match mentioned. report. No, no one mentioned it. Couldn't find it. Because yeah. they hated me, the Leinster Leaders. Yeah. They held it out for me. Do you reckon? In for me. Out for me, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was good. Don't know why. Don't know why they had. Probably my success. Probably. Begrudgers, <laughs> before yeah. you. Yeah. I was targeted a lot on the field by mm-hmm. people who didn't know who I was. Mm-hmm. And you still do a bit of coaching now. You've gone back. You're doing a bit of coaching. Uh, yeah occasionally <laughs> yeah well, I suppose probably oh here we go this is Greg investigative journalist at work go exactly. on no, go on go on Greg. No, exactly no, no no don't get too excited well I just coach the under 11s yeah the soccer in Newbridge Town yeah my you're s- reading my sheet like that <laughs> sheet <laughs> my son is uh, my son plays soccer so I, I coach his team uh, me and another guy and uh, yeah it's coaching in the in the, in the well, simplest we, possible yeah, we, sense we do we go on courses and learn how to coach and yeah that's no, good oh you've actually done the courses and yeah. Stuff. Oh, right. yeah they play in the Dublin District School I think so it's quite good you know it's getting they're under 11 now and it's it's quite uh, it's getting quite serious you know but I enjoy, I enjoy that and obviously in, are you going to get an S&C coach in now you know kind of get them on like, nice diet you do it himself sure yeah, 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 sure, yeah I'm thinking of getting yeah I do, yeah no I yeah that age if people start talking about strength and conditioning at that age it's um, the way it's going it seems at this stage but um. yeah look there's but uh, no we, we, we take it quite seriously and the lads are, is, are good they're a good team and it's good because it's my son and I just get to hang out with him um, bit of nepotism there I bet he, he starts every week he probably no captain's <laughs> Ironman he probably hates it because <laughs> as soon as we get in the car I'm like what the fuck was that what, did, what were you doing there so I'm probably he probably hates the fact that I coach him you know I got a I got a yellow card in an under 12 game one time you badass football match and um, my dad made me walk home wow Wow. oh you did tell me how many miles Uh, it was only Rathnesca so like I don't know about 8 only 8 8 kilometres yeah it's it's actually do you know you know know where EP is yeah Yeah. yeah. it's literally like about about 2 kilometres from there right Okay. that's still a fair trek after a match as well yeah well for a yellow card yeah wow what if you got a red card yeah, I was like, fuck. You would have dropped you somewhere yeah. and made you off. And I only ever got a red card once, and uh, it was in a soccer match, and it was uh, it was up in Killy, right. and uh, yeah, I never got a red. I got a black card in football before, because um, the wing forward was coming in and he handed it off, and we were kind of losing at this stage. So I was kind of sick of it, so I just stayed there and firmed up the shoulder, you know, and he went down fairly, and the referee. Yeah, gave me the black card. You were happy to go off at that stage, were you? Yeah, oh God, it wasn't our staff then. That, that stage then. We were already staff. getting hammered. Like, yeah. Well, guys, you are cool. You are cool, guys. You've never sounded so dorky in your life. Loser. Um, Keith, so you're, you're, you're picking on the non-sporty guy. Come yeah, on, lads. Well, That's so basic. Well, he did, he did bring a drum lane GA gear bag through Leinster House full to the brim. Big, huge like, green. We were going to Galway. We, we actually went to interview Joan Burton in Leinster House and we were going to Galway afterwards. So, uh, you know, I, I had to pack and uh, <laughs> I brought my brother, my brother's big drum lane it GFC won, it won't fit through the, the x-ray scanner I, I, it, it, did. Yes, it did yes it did yes it did but uh, yeah one of my fin- finest moments uh, big I was wearing this huge puffer jacket as well and uh, 
Looking walk. cool. Looking cool, man, yeah. Absolutely. All the TDs are like, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. This this dude. Strut. dude. Youth demographic. Yeah, Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. Get him. Did he sign you up for the party, man? No, not yet. To say that, give me like... Next election. Yeah, next, next election. No, we'll, we'll get back to you. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um, Keith, you're yeah. big into your fitness and you live the vegan diet, but would you mind telling us what kind of kicked this all off? Uh, I've just basically I'm I overthink everything it's um it's just a condition I live with um I'm just always fucking around with what I'm eating I just all the time I, like I like I was vegan for a year and a half I'm not really vegan anymore I, I don't eat meat sometimes eat dairy I, um I'm just constantly just I, I just feel like people are, are very um judgy about it you know it's like oh what the fuck are you fucking vegan it's weird you know and it's like well you know, and I see other people just putting whatever fucking shit they can find into a roll, beans and fucking hash browns and rashers and sausages, and just putting all this shit into a roll and just eating the whole thing without even fucking questioning what it is, where it came from, what it's fucking made from. And then they're going, the fuck are you fucking eating fucking good stuff and putting it in your body? Nice food that's good for you, that isn't fucking made of you poison. Prick, yeah. You weirdo. I'm just like, well, I just like, I, I would just question things that I put in my body that sounds weird um, <laughs> I mean you took it there yeah so I just I just constantly looking at what I'm eating and refine it like at the moment I don't particularly have a handle on my food and I feel like oh, I need to fuck it so I'm, I'm doing this sort of fasting for every second day thing uh, just to get lose a bit of weight and so I'm just always I'm just overly overly I overly think everything I'm always like always thinking about it, always trying new shit you know so fasting is my thing at the moment yeah my friend did that uh in in work yeah but i think his was like 12 hour yeah you can you, you, well some people it's different there's different ways you can do it you can just fast for 12 hours and then eat within an eight hour window and you do that every day or you can just fast two days a week which is nothing you can eat you can have like maybe 300 calories if you want to put a bit of milk for a whole day a bit of soy milk yeah in, in 24 hours yeah yeah you'd waste the weight but it's supposed to be good for your brain and for your your stomach and you know gets gets resets everything else. Do it every now and then, you know. That's why God, that's why God was so successful, man. Or Jesus, I suppose. Although he died young, but then he came back to life. But, you know, he fasted for. Maybe a long he's time. not a great example. No, probably no. not. No. Do you see yourself dying coming back to life? Anything like that? I think I've, I think I'm too old for it now. Because yeah. Jesus was for the dying part. Thirty three, coming back. Part. Coming back. Yeah, you'd oh, yeah. have to die young to come back. Yeah. He was thirty three. I think once you go past thirty three. You can die, but you won't come back. That's, that's Is that like a scientific? That's a rule, yeah. Oh. You only have She's like got a really narrow window left, don't they? Mm. Yeah. We never actually told you what age I was, did we? 25? Oh, fuck. Mm. Mm. There goes that. Just new. Do you think you'll get a degree before you die? Sorry? Do you think you'll get a degree before you die? Are we putting his date, like his death year at 33 then? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. 33. Being in optimistic. Next, in the next eight years. Being optimistic. Like. I might, yeah, I might. Like, I'm not going to say I'm going to have left college at that stage, okay. but, like, yeah, I, I'll, I'll hope to have a degree at okay. that stage. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. What's your problem today? <laughs> Just something with you, Greg. Don't, don't get too offended. All right. Uh, Keith, uh, what does your morning routine consist of? Um, Actually, yeah. So, this is kind of yeah, if, you, if, you, if you're yeah. on air at 6 a.m., like, what does a day look like for you? Boring. Boring. <laughs> it's, not, it's not an interesting story. Uh, I get up, set the alarm for about 10 to 5, and I be out the door by five o'clock and I uh, <laughs> what's RT you like at that time 
like dead. five snow. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just eerie. Actually, what's your commute like then? It's fi- It's forty five minutes from Newbridge, and there's no apart from the roadworks at the moment. There's no traffic. Um, Did you get caught by the roadworks actually? Not really, no. Um, <laughs> no, that's a, it's a yes or no question. No, I didn't. I don't think so. I kept thinking I did, but like I wasn't. They kind of they it got to a point where they said, "Oh, there's going to be speed cameras out." Mm-hmm. So we were all given fair warning. Yeah, but yeah. up until that point, I wasn't. Okay. I wasn't particularly. I'd sometimes go sixty five in the Ooh. sixty um, kilometer an hour zone, but uh, no, I didn't get caught. But it's just a bit of a pain in the arse. But look, it'll be done. I've been I've been tra- I've been driving that road, doing breakfast radio for fifteen years, and it's awesome. They're always fucking with it. April or something. They're saying it's going to be April. <sighs> Which year though? Do you know what I mean? But uh, so you get up at five in the morning, I come in, and I I have a quick workout routine I do in in one of the empty studios. Then I go and have a shower and get dressed. And come and, and get prepared for the show and kind of generally ready to go. Give myself about 40 minutes, half an hour before the show starts to read the papers and have a cup of tea and get thinking about funny shit, you know? Nice. Mm-hmm. Or not funny shit. Really good? Uh, usually. Uh, so that's kind of it. And then three hour show, work for about an hour, maybe two hours afterwards and head on home. Head home. Or do, you do, the, do, you do the school around? Yeah, if I collect the kids, do the homework, make the dinner, all that kind of stuff. Unless if I'm filming it, I. And then how early, how early would you be heading to sleep then if you're up for 10 to 5? Well, I gen- I'd, ideally I'd be asleep by 10, but it rarely happens. So I usually have a bit of old man nap during the day. Which is very exciting. I, 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 I like my, my, my siestas as old well. Old man nap, yeah, good, yeah. good. They're good. It's yeah, you feel revitalised after them. Yeah. Definitely live longer. Do you think? Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Maybe you'll make it past 33. So. Yeah. It's the plan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fingers crossed <laughs> yeah um, uh, yeah we'll, we'll do the, the lighter side yeah and we'll finish up okay so oh I had a fun fact did you yeah but like it's easily found I, I think we're going to edit this way you met your wife in art class I did yeah yeah, yeah that's a good story tell me about that so we were in the same art class together oh wow we that's amazing I met her yeah, yeah cool yeah. fuck you <laughs> <laughs> she uh, yeah when I moved to Newbridge I was 15 and um, I was young and restless and looking for love. I'd come from Athlone, so I mean, being in Newbridge, it was just like, oh my god, look at all these attractive looking ladies. Um, Sorry to any of the ladies of Athlone that may or may not be listening to this podcast. Or may or may not be attractive. Yeah. There was lots of attractive ladies in Athlone. I just, I just didn't see them when I was there. But uh, yeah, so I went in, I, I had to, the great thing was when I went to patricians in newbridge they didn't have an art class so i used to have to go over to the holy family in newbridge to do the art class whenever when all the lads had to go into tech drawing or some shit um so i had to go over to the girls school uh twice a week for two hours a tactical decision yeah i hope so, i think so i don't know no I, no I was just lucky just delighted so yeah and um my wife was in the class and i met her and had a look at one of the pictures she did to find out her name and then Knew someone that knew her, and, and uh, we hooked. We I arranged to meet, and we had chips and coke and Coca Cola, and um, pre Celtic Tiger. It was yeah, yeah it was, it was yeah. a time. Um, and we've pretty much been together ever since. Yeah, that's that. That's kind of cute, like you know. Yeah, or boring. Uh, yeah. Did you ever get sick sad. of each other yet? You know, cute, sad, huh? Did you ever get sick of each other yet? No. Uh, God, no, Jesus. Well, no, because we try. Like we, we so we. We were together in school, and then we went to college, and we weren't together. And then we kind of met up after college, and then we went. We've travelled the world together, living in each other's. Literally, we 
you know, we know each other in, in, yeah, you know, yeah, really struggle with words. Today, yeah, yeah. yeah, we know each other very well. So. And there was no burner there today either, and I, you know, to throw me off. Yeah, uh, I'm just doing. It. I do it all by myself. Okay, uh, but the burner isn't there to take the piss out of it, so <clears throat> I'm just less aware of it. But no, we no, we haven't been, we haven't got sick of each other yet. And I doubt we will. But she could be thinking something completely different. You know, she could be having an affair, and I wouldn't know. But I'm thinking I'm really she spent happy. so much time in Dublin and on the road. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know where she is half the time. Mm. Um, snap, snap maps, snap maps. Oh great yeah, one so keep, yeah. Keep, a, yeah. yeah. Keep, tabs, keep tabs, keep tabs. Keep doing for you. Mm-hmm. That'd be great. You Fuck off, Gavin. It's <laughs> <laughs> very much. Gavin, you're getting a hard time. Right? <laughs> I think you've got him a hard time, but signs of he's not happy with me. That's all right. No. He's okay. He's got a bit of a sense of face on him. We're trying to get rid of him for a while he's now. He's a bit sensitive. He's not adding fuel to the fire. He's not into it. It's Tuesday. He's a bit sensitive, yeah. He's got Tuesday-itis. Tuesday-itis. Okay. Yeah. Lighter side. Okay. Lighter side. Lighter side. Tear coffee. Either, but they have to be decaffeinated. Decaf. Decaf coffee. Love decaf coffee. Yeah. How do you take your decaf coffee? Uh, just decaf americano with um, some soy milk. Prick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how do you feel, how do you think I feel every time I? He was so excited thing? to actually call you a prick when he came in today. It's he good. was buzzing. No, see, I I am. You don't I, explain yourself. It's good. You just, I, just I, uh, own it. Own it. I would bring up the matcha latte thing. Yeah. See, like I, I'm on a. I haven't. I work two days this week, and usually I'd have about three coffees in work. Lattes, generally. I had three soy lattes. So you're in no position to call Keith. Yeah. Back. Yeah. I didn't tell you that you, earlier. You really are cool. That's all right. You are cool. I'm happy for you to call He's considering back. wearing a scarf today. Yes. I, no, sorry. It was very cold. And he really wants an electric scooter. Are you, are you actually cool. just calling me out like? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Right. That's but, all right. I, I think it's, I, that's all cool. But that doesn't make you feel any better because I'm a prick. No, yeah, like if I, if regardless. I if I think it's cool, that's bad. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's not going to help my case. Yeah, I get called a prick with pe- by people with their eyes every time I order a coffee. Ah, uh, yeah. They're like... Mm-hmm. That's basically me in Greg's relationship. He just looks at me and I'm like, no. Yeah, tell me he's a prick. Yeah, I'm sure he's say it like... Just no. So it's a prick. Yeah. Your girlfriend gives you that same look as well, but sure. it's, it's yeah. generally... You not say something like at least I have one or something. No, 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 not that bad. No, nah. it's good. That's real uppity, like. God. Uh, he only lost his virginity like two weeks ago. <laughs> Would you not say something like at least I've lost my virginity? Come on, uh, no, Keith's helping you here, guys. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah, thanks, but no. Um, <laughs> oh, Greg, the last. I'm sorry. We have we have one rule. I don't, I don't call out Gavin's virginity on the podcast. Yeah, that's going to have to be yeah. it. So just enjoy that little moment, Keith, because okay. nobody else will ever hear it. Uh, the last time, and the reason we had to make that rule was we interviewed... Am I witnessing this? Are you, you going to break up? <laughs> Possibly, yeah, yeah. We've gotten back together so many times. I was times. on the last ever podcast. Yeah, <laughs> we interviewed Tebby Rex. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Yeah, yeah. And um, Daffy kind of took off on a three-minute kind of poem about Gav's virginity yeah well, um, I don't think so but I hope you, hope you kept it in didn't you? Uh, no, no I didn't because no. it, it, it actually kind of just derailed the podcast okay yeah and it could be seen as bullying then as well yeah yeah, yeah kind of just abusive defamation yeah. of character defamation yeah of and character. at the time he still was a virgin so he was, it was very close, close, close to the okay. bone yeah. yeah I'm enjoying this because I've been in <laughs> I've always done shows with like three or two people and I, I get the I get the yeah, we, the, we, the angst we like the anger take, take frustration I feel like this is what Breakfast Republic would be if it was on iRadio like at night or something mm. yeah. 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 yeah it's really good 
good. Yeah, yeah. Any more than well, light, light-hearted side yeah, of it? Yeah. Um, you can stop with that. You don't no, try to read people. I can't read your writing anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that bad. <laughs> um, okay, so we've done to your copy. Okay, uh, three dinner guests, uh, living or dead, hmm. you invite to a dinner party. Um, Eric Cantona, Roy Keane, and Jermaine Greer. Jermaine Greer. You're going to have to elaborate on You're going to have to elaborate on that. I'm sorry. Uh, I've seen a pattern until... Yeah, I thought you were going to say... Well, like, I don't know why I picked Jermaine Greer. It's only because I'm reading this book. Are you aware of Monty Python? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so Eric Idle. I'm just reading this book at the moment. And in the book, he talks about Jermaine Greer. And she was the first woman to be accepted into floodlights. You know, this, uh, this is the Cambridge review group you know they, okay. they put on performances or whatever she was the first woman to be ever he was the he was the guy who said he became the president of, of floodlights and he said we need to allow women into this organization so she was the first one but she seemed like a good fucking good crack and i, I was just reading about it yesterday she they, they did a play and they toured the country and she had a bet with him that she'd fuck all the guys on the in the cast and she did well he won the bet because she didn't there was one guy um she she didn't manage to have sex with, but she nearly she nearly did. She just seems like a crack, you know. Okay. Because um yeah, that's I just threw that in there to Greer. Maybe yeah. Eric Idle. Do you think you'd have much fun at a dinner party with Eric Cantona and Roy Keane? Yeah. Really. Mm. Cantona would definitely be on the wine. Yeah. Yeah. What would he be drinking? Yeah. Murphy's. He mightn't drink. Yeah. He might like, drink. He, uh, he would, I can just imagine him being absolutely. I'd say he's smidix of anything else. What? I say he's Smithix. Why would you think that? I think, I don't know. Yeah, no. he's Smithix. No, he'd be silly. Um, yeah. Sounds maybe, like an interesting dinner party. Yeah. Yeah. I just, just so I could tell people I was at, I was at dinner last night with Eric Canton and Roy Keane and, and then Jermaine Greer and they go, who? Yeah, fair. And I'd have to tell them who. Okay, so... Um, it would make me seem intelligent because I was reading the book. I was going to call you and I was going to be like, yeah, you only train on that one to seem some way cultured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so... Re- I read a book by a guy who went to Cambridge, which is the closest I'll get to being cultured. Okay, that's yeah, it's, yeah. I can see the connection. Um, okay, Saturday, everything is within your control. Absolutely everything. You can go where you want. You can bring who you want. Mm. What do you do? Um, I'll sit on my sofa in my house watching Six Nations rugby, drinking beer. Okay, very good. I'll take that by yourself. Yeah. Okay. You got you got everyone out of the house. Yeah, yeah, collectors. Okay, don't care what. Um, what, what, what would be your beer of choice? Um, I used to get, I used to be into craft beers. Oh, and for fuck's. I just got sick of them, and now it's literally if it's if it's really cold, Carlsberg in a bottle, that's perfect for me. I'm not. Okay. I don't I'll not take fussy. that answer. Yeah, okay. I'm not fussy anymore. I thought Tess was going to go into one of these big long IPAs, and no, I did all that. I mean, Rick is just down the hall, and he loves his craft beer. He does. Yeah, look, we shouldn't say we shouldn't say craft beer too loudly. So. Rick if you, if you say craft studio. beer three times into a it appears in the girls' part. <laughs> our friends' part, like our friends' part, that we interviewed in the random weird thing. You're bringing the tone of this down, you know? Yeah, really. I'm just trying to help, guys. Just trying to help Keith. with the success of the podcast. Gav, over to you. So, Keith, at the end of every show, we always ask a guest any advice or the best piece of advice that's been imparted onto yourself. Um. Well, the best advice I got when I came to RTE was from a, a producer called Ian Wilson. He said, uh, listen to everything everybody says to you, all the advice, take it all on board and then do whatever the fuck you want anyway. Um, which to me is kind of like, 
you should always try and do what you want and try and go with your gut but make educated guesses and educated decisions uh, based on what you've learned so pick up all the knowledge and then go for what go for what you want to do ultimately and don't fucking don't let anyone derail your your dreams and that like people will try and uh you know try and tell you you can't do what you want to do but they're full of shit you know yeah so just keep, keep working and the thing i said before was the, when you have equipment at your disposal when you're in college you use it like do as much as you can with it um but it's probably different now because when i was it was we had fuck all equipment and now you can you can make a film on a fucking phone now so yeah. um just get out there and do it and and don't no one's going to come and knock on the door and offer you unlike me all of my jobs i got and people knocked on the door and offered me a job <laughs> otherwise i wouldn't be fucking here <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no one's going to come and give it to you. You have to go and get it. And that's another piece of advice. That's all my advice. Brilliant. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I think Good advice. Thank you. Yeah, I think we'll take that. that. Okay, uh, just want to have the Newbridge quiz. I actually forgot about the Newbridge quiz. The Newbridge okay. quiz. Um, okay. Nijinsky was A, a Russian ballet dancer, a racehorse, or a legendary 90s nightclub? Nightclub. All the way. Mm. You got that one? Or all three, but definitely nightclub. Um, jars of old-fashioned sweets make you think A. A sweet treat for the kids B. Joe Kearns or C. How charmingly hipster retro Joe Kearns? How do you know this shit? I'm trying to... I went to school in Newbridge for a year I, uh, No, you didn't, I did I went to... Leinster College Leinster, I try not to oh, admit this yeah, Joe Kearns wasn't, wouldn't, wouldn't have been... No, I did get this off the internet but I was just going to keep up the illusion for another while um, a factory used to stand in what is now the Whitewater Shopping Centre site. What did it make? A. Ropes and but- butter cartons. Okay. Knives and forks. Or C. Turf sod and peat briquettes. Uh, rope and carpet as far as I know. Yeah, you're yes. dead right. Before my time though. Really? Yeah. The Fionn and his Highland sculpture at the M7 Junction 12 roundabout traditionally sports one team's colours coming up to big matches. That team is... God. I don't think there's another team in, um, in Newbridge. A. Sarsfield B Newbridge Rugby mm. or Moorfield you're going to go with Sarsfield what's the last one Moorfield never heard of never heard of Moorfield yeah so. just the more successful half of Newbridge you mean yeah okay it's no problem move on yeah. and you would be incorrect because the answer was indeed Moorfield time for a cuppa which of these is not a Newbridge cafe the twist and shout the chat and chew or the hokey pokey uh, twist and shout Chat and Chew is uh, legendary, <clears throat> and uh, actually, well, Hokey Pokey is pretty good. But uh, Bernard had suggested the Chat and Chew should open one, uh, open a coffee shop at the train station called Chat and Chew Chew. Ah, clever. Which we have, we have we have told them about, but I haven't done it yet. So. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, who was Bosco? See, this is bollocks. Like even I know Bosco. Bosco. Yeah. Who was Bosco? Uh, a cheeky red-haired puppet from the nineteen eighties. Yeah, yeah okay. teacher in the PBS. No, it's good. Don't don't. Oh wait, Watson Bosco. The oh, correct yeah. answer was the brother. The late brother Bosco Mulher yeah, of the yeah. fuck brother it. Bosco. Yeah, I I skipped skipped that. yeah, that was a very good question. Don't lose faith in your new book. The traditional Moorfield watering hole, McDonald's bar, mm. is known locally by what name? What's it called? I don't drink there because it's Moorfield. Um, I can give you. Oh, give me, give me. Yeah, okay, yeah. Big Macs, Neeson's, or the clubhouse. Neeson's, yeah. Neeson's, indeed. Um, uh, we're going to get in there. What is this street? Um, station Road. 
Is, is there such have you have I got? Yeah, there is. Yeah. Oh, Sharon, is it Sharon Street. Oh, uh, it is the the peace line between two warring Newbridge tribes. That's more from Saracens. Yeah, that's. Um, no, that's okay. It's snowing. What do you do? Throw some antifreeze into the car and drive gingerly to work. Hope the schools are closed for a snow day or see. Grab a tea tray, a tarpaulin, or if you're posh, a sled and head for Donnelly's Hollow. Number three, of course. Number three, yeah. yeah. Okay. From where was Derby winning racehorse Shergar stolen in 1983? Oh, I need to... Ballymanny stud, Baroda stud, or Brownstown stud? Ballymanny. Okay. He is correct once again. Newbridge Credit Union occupied yeah. modest premises before it built the offices below. The credit union is no more and the big building is now occupied by Intrio. But where was that first office located? Did you save in the credit union as a chap? Sure did. Still have the communion money, confirmation money, money in there. Gave me enough money to go travelling. Mm-hmm. Um, I must pay them back, actually. Yeah, that'd probably be helpful. Uh, do I get a choice? You, well, you can, I suppose. Air Street, Moorfield Road, or George's Street? <sighs> Moorfield Road. And he is correct. Jeez, How many questions can you ask about Newbridge? I assumed it was like five. What Hollywood star brought some movie glamour to Newbridge in the mid-90s and with which film? It was Braveheart and it was Mel Gibson. It was indeed. And he got a job on the film. Really? Wow. Paul, what did you do? Uh, trainee assistant director. Yeah. Wow, that, sound, that kind of sounds... That was kind of runner. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. You made a lot of tea. Yeah. But normal tea with full fat milk and yeah, fully yeah, caffeinated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before I became a wanker. Uh, take a bow. You are one hundred percent Knobridger. Yeah. 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 Put that together. Uh, the Leinster leader. Oh, fuck's yeah. 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 Did you enjoy that? that yeah, it was really good. Good. Really good. Okay. Yeah. Keith, thanks a million for no problem. Doing the it was enjoyable. It brought me back to my 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 days when I had to, <laughs> 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 to do weird. <laughs> I, I, ta- I, take it, I take it Jenner Bernard usually wraps up the show in the morning <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just wait till the news comes on um, yeah thanks again Keith no problem this thanks has again. been In Conversation with Keith Walsh from the RT Radio Centre thank you very much for listening and we'll see you next time